Sex Chat with Kim Ayers is proudly sponsored by Cal Exotics, the world's first woman-owned adult pleasure products manufacturer, the Magic Wand, the longtime favorite massager of millions, and Nas Toys, providing your sexual pleasure from head to toe. All of our fabulous sponsors' products are available at grandopening.com. Welcome to Sex Chat with Kim Ayers. I am so happy to be launching this long-awaited and much-overdue podcast, and I'm so happy that you are part of it. Boy, am I excited about who I have as a guest. He's not only really well-known, he's also a really, really great friend. So without any further ado here on Sex Chat with Kim Ayers, my wonderful friend and guest, Brian Viglione. Thank you for having me, Kim. Hey, that was pretty appropriate to do that drumming because (laughs) tell us about you. I am a drummer, a longtime musician, and... um, full-time committed to pursuing uh, the the beauty of art and music in my life. And I'm just very happy to be here with you right now, actually. That's great. We met along the way in Boston years ago when I was just starting my journey into music. And here we sit now. Over 20 years ago, which is exciting. And it's always fun to talk to you to get a guy's perspective. Well, guess what? Around sex and sex toys. Because I know you're really passionate about it, not only for yourself, but also the pleasure of having a partner. And so just to make sure, you know, you don't have to say everything because this is a podcast. So if there's like, well, I really like it, you know, I'll go, (laughs) all right, and edit that part out. No, only kidding. But yeah, just to, this is a podcast and we'll be broadcast. So you can be like. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we've had this conversation many times about, um, you know, having sex toys at the ready for a partner or, you know, how do you ask a partner? And I think that that's something, you know, I know from my perspective, I always find it interesting of what the guy's perspective is with toys and toys that will not, not only be used on themselves, but also, you know, in a partnered sex round of sex, you know, and, and stuff. So I'd like to get your perspective on it. I know it's a pretty wide conversation, and things, but what's so? What do you think of when you hear um, sex toys? Well, exploration, I think, and this is a very appropriate uh, topic because one of my very early partners is um, a person who was working with you and for you at Grand Opening, and that was my real first foray into the wild and exciting world of sex toys. Uh, with that partner when I was 22 years old. Um, she would come back with an array of exciting options. And she had told me herself at that time that um, the world of exploring orgasms, um, sexuality, a kind of liberation in that whole area was rather new territory. And using these toys to explore different sides of that was just instrumental in opening her up to the sort of deeper, richer sexual life, which we all are entitled to as human beings, in my opinion. So that's, that's really what it means for me. And I know there's oftentimes a lot of stigma 
uh, around sex toys where it's like, oh, this is dirty, this is bad, oh, that's too kinky, or that's creepy and weird. But I think if we can, as a culture and as individuals, do away with the kinds of prejudices that sometimes maybe are built up around these things, I think it's an exciting thing to explore as human beings. For sure. And I think a lot of times guys feel very threatened by them. Yeah. So when you were exposed to them for the first time, were you like, oh, cool, this is great. What, you know, what do they do? What, you know, where can we go with this? Absolutely. Taking the right. word toy at face value, to me, they were fun <laughs> things to play with and use your imagination with and see how they affect the body and the spirit. And um, for me, it didn't feel... Also, too, because there was not an attitude of saying, I'm using this because you're not good enough, whether that's right. one partner to another, depending on the gender. Um, they were not introduced into the bedroom with any sort of like, well, I have to use this because there's a deficiency with you. It was like, let's do this together. Let's explore this together and you, see what kind of fun we have. And that was a very positive thing. Yeah. Do you think you would have done that on your own? I don't, I mean, maybe to some degree, I was, you know, doing a little perusing through the the sex toy fairs and and things like that that would roll through Boston at the time. And yeah, certain things look interesting. I had maybe an interest in like light BDSM. I would buy, you know, well, I say light, but I was buying like three, three foot wooden paddles and like floggers and things like that. I just used them gently. Yes. They were light. Exactly. Well, so I'll tell you, like the history of it really, I think was when I was about 14 years old and I saw the show Real Sex on HBO. Yeah. And the episode that I remember sticking with the most was when they went to, I think it was like the rubber ball in London. And like basically this giant expo with everything from virtual reality to role play things and adult babies and uh, BDSM and sensory deprivation, all kinds of interesting things that I was like, well, this what if you can dream it, you can create something like this and explore it. So that planted the seed of saying, like, see what's out there. And I must mention also, <laughs> as I sit here wearing my Dr. Frankenfurter Rocky Horror Picture Show um T-shirt, dream it, be dream it, baby, it. right? So that a film like Rocky Horror, to me, as say for example, as opposed to like maybe sexual orientation, which maybe that spoke to some people in that way, it sort of was like for me speaking about how to express oneself on the whole sexually as a full human being, and for me, Rocky Horror kind of gave me permission to explore embracing my feminine side visually. Right. And also to say, like, you know, have an open mind, be be very aware of the kinds of biases that society or your family put on you and predetermining and making up your mind about sex, sex toys or the um, use of any types of creativity in your sexual exploration. with Right. Your and I think so much of that is. The fucking gender thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you're born male. And that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. For sure. Well, and a religious thing, too, and a cultural thing. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, to, you know, bring it back a little bit to sex toys and things. Um, this, you know, yeah. And, and going back to, like you said, when you were 14, I think, you know, what you're exposed to in your adolescence 
no matter where, really impacts your sexuality and what you like further on in life. That's, that's like I say, that's a whole nother podcast, yeah. you know, and so, but it's so true. It's so true. And I think that that's a really good topic to dive into yeah. a little bit more with a lot of people, you know, and, and that's one thing just to go a little bit into that is the whole BDSM thing is so much of that I think is related to experiences that were, that we had when we were younger and just didn't know what to do about it. Yeah, for sure. It was like, oh, that kind of felt good. Why do I like that? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so, so but getting back to your previous question mm -hmm. about exploration, one of the things I think that just as a general standpoint was saying sexual action with someone is a beautiful creative experience. Something that I was taught is... Um, a beautiful thing to explore, embrace, create together. And if our bodies enable us to feel all these beautiful, pleasurable sensations, mm -hmm. let's maybe work together to see what good feels good for you, feels good for me, feels good for both of us right. together. And so that was my kind of introduction into the world of that, which I have to say was maybe potentially rare in the larger scope of things, but it was um, extremely positive. And so I was always very interested as a lover, even from a young age, in like, it turns me on to somebody, to see somebody else feel turned on. All right. So this is a good question too, is I think so much of sexuality and sex toys and things is focused on the genitals. Mm -hmm. And as opposed to realizing that our whole body is covered in skin, yeah. which is it's the largest organ in our body. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But yeah, skin. And I don't think people pay enough attention to the sensations that, you know, they can get maybe around their ankle or behind their knee or, or in the armpit. And, wrist. and this yeah. is a whole thing. And so was that part of your discovery with your partner too? It was more, you know, the toys like, oh, let me try this vibrator in the crook of your elbow. I mean, people are probably going, Vibrator? Crook of your elbow? To some degree. Well, I'll say this. It was a mixture between the two. I did exploration in the sort of, let's call it the where do you like to be kissed category mm -hmm. with other partners. Whereas like, ooh, let me kiss you on your wrist. Let me kiss you on sort of like the crook of your elbow here. Let me kiss you behind your neck and right. your ear. I just um, recently had an experience with somebody who had never been kissed on their ears. And that opened up a whole world. So it was not necessarily with the partner um, with all the sex toys. But yes, that also comes right. into play to say, open up to the full potential of all the places that you can. And also, like, in addition to, like you say, just sort of stimulation or physical, the mental stimulation, the oh. like the element of anticipation with your partner. Because that also, one of the things that I think is crucial, not just with toys, but sex itself, is to be present. Absolutely. And, it's, and I think that's really effective in long-term relationships because so many people get bored yeah. of doing the same thing. And yet it's so simple to do and change that up, but they also don't take the, I don't know, interest isn't the right word, but they just don't take the initiative to do something really simple would be blindfolds. I mean, blindfolds basically are BDSM because you're taking away one of the senses, but people don't realize it that way, but well, that's a whole nother conversation. But it's also something really simple, like you said, to build on that anticipation of where are you going to touch next? What are you going to do? You know, and this is a thing with the, with vibrators or, yeah, we'll just say vibrators. You know, 
They can be used anywhere on the body. Right. Like, I just gifted you a wand massager. Thank you so much. Yes. And that's, you know, that's a really neat one to use. You can start using it relaxing and then putting it in other places and Absolutely. things like that. So, right. yeah. Well, one of the things, too, is about using toys, incorporating them into the experience together. So I think in my own personal life, one of the things that I found repeatedly was a very exciting thing was the incorporation of vibrators into regular sort of intercourse and things like um, seeing them as a beautiful addition right. in sort of taking rather than the taking place of. So if anyone out there is feeling like, well, what, what happens if I start using a toy with my partner and they like that better than me? Like to, to rather than make it a me versus toy scenario, work together where you're sharing the experience together where your partner can say like, oh, does this feel good? And now what happens if I join in? And that to me is like a beautiful, it's just this augmentation of the experience. Right. What's been a partner's experience like when you crack out a toy? Like, are they kind of like, oh, Ooh la la. <laughs> or if it's positive? Yeah. Because I think that that's a real thing is I know a lot of women that I talk to, they get kind of weirded out if a guy has a sex toy, yeah. like, like one that's quote unquote made for vulva owners, right. you know, and to me, I'm like, hey, thanks for thinking of us. You know, and fortunately, most of the things out there are silicone now. So, you know, silicone is doesn't hold on any germs and things like that. Yeah. So just, you know, if you have any doubts, if something's been used by somebody else, just clean it with yourself or with hand sanitizer or, or you know, yeah, definitely. any number of things to clean it before. But that's it. I mean, the guys that I've been with, when they crack one out, I'm like, hey, thanks. Exactly. That's you a really know? important so what's point. The, yeah. So what's the reaction? Do you get any women that are like skeeved out about it or are they just kind of like digging it or what? No, I would never say skeeved out. Maybe sort of happily surprised. It's like, oh, like you, that's a thing. Like you're a man, but you're thinking about a vibrator. That's such a like a shush shush woman thing. I think it would be very exciting to see the sort of public cultural conversation of men, if they're not already aware, to ask women, say, like, to become aware of, like, how broadly women use vibrators in yeah. their personal lives right. and just say, like, this isn't a some weird shush shush thing. This is the thing that feels tremendously good for, you know, most women on the whole that they use in their private lives. Why make it taboo to bring that into the bedroom? That's like a bonus, like like that's like an exciting thing to incorporate. Absolutely. And likewise, I myself am sort of ignorant in terms of male prostate stimulation. And I had a recent uh, conversation with a woman, uh, not, not a lover of mine, but she was telling me about an ex-boyfriend of hers who was really, really enthusiastic to incorporate anal play for him in their sessions. Mm -hmm. And she was excited that way too. So mm -hmm. making sure that you keep it open and say like, so tell me, what is the thing that really does it for you? Let's not hold anything back. And in that way, you, you cut to the quick sooner. You say like, let's get down to what really turns us on. How can we maximize our time? Right, right. And to be open to both sharing and listening. Yes. Because this is a whole thing is I think there's still all these misconceptions that, you know, oh, you have to be a gay man to like prostate stimulation. And we know that that's totally false. Yeah, completely. But that's the thing is to be able to listen and go, oh, really? You like that, huh? Um, it's also, like I say, that's a whole nother podcast is just how to get to that point. Maybe if somebody's uncomfortable with talking about it, just, you know, listening to their um 
body cues and things like that of like yeah. when they are, are enjoying something and that goes for any body too definitely of just listening you know just what the hell their body's responding and things like that for sure so around yeah because the whole prostate stimulation thing that's gotten huge and i think right. a lot of it is because the younger generation doesn't have the stigmas around the you know you got to be gay thing right. or something like that um they realize that it's a healthy thing to do yeah. and things so and just to clarify could you just for members of your listening audience mm -hmm. that might not be fully familiar how would you just briefly describe prostate stimulation what that is in the male thanks for bringing that up um that's the prostate is inside the anus is for direct contact with it and it's basically considered like the g-spot for women so which is you know you can touch the g-spot or you know stimulate the g-spot vaginally internally vaginally so a lot of times now it's called the p-spot for guys and things so it's a lot of times like i say um you can stimulate directly with any number of anal toys they don't have to be big i think a lot of people think anal toys are like you know the size of your forearm and it doesn't have to be that big you know but usually a little bit longer than a finger to get right in there on the um prostate and things like that so yeah and a lot of guys really like having a prostate toy in during sex so because there's that little extra stimulation it's the same thing g-spot stimulation exactly it's, it's i mean this is this is the whole thing and to be open and to communicate about it i think is really interesting what i often say too is if you don't know how to bring up a sex topic with a partner just say you read something on the internet yeah sure <laughs> like yeah you know what i read on the internet like 80 percent of guys love prostate stimulation what do you think about that yeah you know and so you can find out i mean that goes with any kind of topic that you don't want to discuss one-to-one directly mm -hmm. you know like oh so what do you think about it because a lot of times people feel like they're on the spot for that but yet you want to find out like you say of what they like and everything okay so in your opinion because i love asking this like from people that are other genders and things like that okay g-spot or clit stim well <laughs> what what you mean what in terms like, of what, what do i find more exotic what do you what do you prefer I'm, to give and what do they your partners seem to have liked well the partners that you've had well i mean am i allowed to say both <laughs> yeah, you can say both okay so for i think during oral sex let's just cut down and get okay. to, cut to the chase so what I have found to be a very beautiful experience and that partners of mine have seemed to enjoy is when if I'm giving oral sex to a woman to use um, a combination of two fingers inside. Oh, Cam. All right. Okay. All right. Between the um, insertion of my middle and ring finger mm -hmm. to use a stimulation on the G-spot mm -hmm. and yeah. then use my mouth and tongue sort mm -hmm. of for clitoral stimulation and the combination. And then using an element of timing too. There's also sort of like the build up and then mm -hmm. stopping for a moment. And oh, then, and so then, cruel. And then, and then building it back up again and things like that. But so those two things to me, it's like, hey, if you got it, use it. Like those are, I think, just wonderful um, sort of aspects of the physiology to use together for sure you know and also you know female ejaculation squirting is like super exciting and it's very um interesting to see and in a way uh you know sad to feel the sense of inhibition 
I think culturally still that not all, but maybe some women still feel um, because it can be a very exciting and explosive act and, you know, things can get very, very wet very quickly and things. But um, that it's certainly nothing to be ashamed of that when a woman is ready to have that kind of release, right. to be able to sort of celebrate and share that together and, you know, and obviously to talk about it. It's all what, like you said before, what whatever your partner feels comfortable with and then you talk through it, it's a stage thing. It's not that during any of these sexual experiences, there's an expectation for everything to happen that time. Right, right. See it as an arc that you work together. Introduce a toy or introduce a new sexual technique, try it, explore it, and work it out over maybe the next like three or four times that you, you know, are engaged in lovemaking and see how that develops rather than maybe just cast judgment on a first-time experience or whatever. Right. And a judgment like, you know, that's I'm a firm believer, don't pull out all the stops right. on, the, for, on the first date, you right. know, right. and things. It's somebody I just thought, of, I've got all these helmet stickers because as I think everybody might know, I'm an avid motorcycle rider. Yes. So it says, making love is what my girlfriend calls it when I'm fucking her. <laughs> That's charming. <laughs> yes, isn't it? I was like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty interesting, you know, like I say, to get another perspective on it because, I mean, I've got my experience as we all have had our own experiences. Sure. And it's, you know, what do you bring to another round of sex with somebody else? And, yeah. You know. Well, and, and because, and I should bring this up, and this is sort of a, a very personal element, I am extremely particular about blowjobs. Like... Not any old thing will do with me. I have come to find out. I need a so very, speak. well, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, there's a very particular type of stimulation and motion where for mm -hmm. me that I go like, okay, that actually feels satisfying as opposed to be like, you could be doing that on my kneecap. Right. Like, so I think it's important to have those types of, <laughs> beep, beep, yeah. have those kinds of, uh, conversations with your partner too about, try it more like this do it like this without any sense of feeling attack or like oh you're doing it wrong or whatever right. sometimes these things just take a few times together right to grow it's like having any kind of rapport with somebody where you sort of understand where they're coming from and you know you can read each other and there's a mutual understanding. exactly and there was this sex therapist i forget her name and i really wish i would remember it but she had the best thing. She goes, why is it that we can be really specific about where we want our back scratched? Yeah. Like, oh, a little over an inch, yeah, a little bit lighter, a little, you know, it's, oh, go up just like this. We can be really specific of where we want our back. But when somebody's doing oral sex or, you know, touch or anything, we can't be like, oh, yeah, okay, that feels really good. All right, just use your tongue a little bit over there to the right, you know, and stuff. Is we for some reason we can't communicate that because there's the performance thing. Now here you come into oh, the like the now right. the thing that you're going to want to talk about men. Right. Men suffer tremendous performance anxiety oh. a lot of the time too. There's you this like moaning about this because yeah. it's like as if that's the end all be all of right. of male sex. And right, it's and like, it's not. Stop. Yes, exactly. There's all of these kind of like terrible stigmas and and sort of like expectations and stuff and for men and women in different ways and things like that but it's like there's the performance aspect where whether it's someone getting or receiving oral sex it almost you feel afraid that you're being like you're critiquing too much or making a comment on the job that they're doing so to speak right. when actually it's a really healthy part of building 
communication and building that bond and saying like, well, we're doing this thing that's supposedly supposed to make us feel good together. Here's how this actually feels good, just as you described with the back scratching. Right. It make it less about the ego and more about like, say like, does this feel good? Do you want me to do a little more? It's amazing what asking your partner, does this feel good, can yield. For sure. One thing that I always suggest, which I'll I'll always keep suggesting it because it's such an easy thing to do yeah. and it's fascinating is when you've got two people, so any, any body, any gender, any preference, um, and you do the 69 position, but you do it on your sides, mm-hmm. right? And so their genitals are in front of you, yours are in front of theirs, and then you touch yourself without touching the other person. And what happens is you end up seeing how they like to touch themselves and you respond to it. So you're like getting into it. They respond to what they're seeing. So they get into it and you get this incredible circle of energy without touching each other. And you're just learning. And to me, you, you just get to see like, all the amazing things that genitals do that when you're the owner of it, you really don't see. I mean, you can see if you put a mirror, but you're like really close seeing it. And it's like, and the smells, I mean, the whole thing with sex is it's very sensual and don't, you know, take that scent in. That's the scent of animal sex, you know, somebody like that. So when you're with somebody and so you just, you know, take that in and it's just so amazing. And you can learn so much that way of like, Oh, I didn't know you grabbed your dick like that and played with the end and pulled it this way, you know, and you used your other hand on your ball. I had no idea. So you learn that and then they learn like, oh, I didn't know you'd like to slap your pussy (laughs) or whatever, or just something, you know, it's like they get to learn that. And then it's pretty amazing. And I always ask for like the five second warning. Before. <laughs> right. Before take up. One of those little damn swimmers gets into my eyes. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like well, that. you know, it's funny. There's that's there's actually a very beautiful kind of almost like music analogy or metaphor happening with that too, is that it's the listening and responding. Whereas like when I'm sat at my drums or my instrument and I'm listening to the way the person is expressing the music coming from within on their instrument then you can respond in kind. Oh my God. And that's kind of like if someone's playing very gently, you know not to go boom, boom, bashing, like, you know, come crashing in. You're responding to that. It's about listening and receiving and and then also giving too. And you develop that sort of interplay and that exchange. That's a great analogy. And I think that's a really wonderful way to wrap up our podcast. I agree. So I'm going to think of that now next time I do that exchange for sure. So how can people find you? I am on Instagram at Brian Viglione and uh, brian-viglione.com, my website and Facebook and all those good things. And keep Me? your eyes peeled, please, for new releases by Radiator King. You can go visit uh, radiatorkingmusic.com and all the assorted social media. And, of course, the Dresden Dolls, we are looking to release a new record and go on tour as soon as we can possibly get together again. So think happy thoughts. That would be fantastic. And it's for those of you who might not know how to spell that Italian last name with all of those vowels in it. It's a V-I-G-L-I-O-N-E. So, hey, thank you so much. This is so great. I always have such a great time just sitting here and talking to you for sure. Thank you for having me, Kim. Thank you so much, Brian. 
guess what? It's that special time for a product review on Sex Chat with Kim Ayers. Yep, that's me. Yeah, that's me going, mmm, because I really like the next toy I am reviewing. And what is that in my hot little hands? It is from one of our sponsors, actually, Cal Exotics. I love their stuff. I really do. They've got tons of stuff. I would be here forever reviewing their toys because they have that many. Trust me, I'll be covering quite a few of them and picking out my favorites, which will still have me here forever. Anyway, the one that I have, it's in their line called Empowered. Smart Pleasure. Boy, those are two, actually three words that I really like put together. Empowered, smart pleasure. And the model I have in front of me is called Idol, as in Billy Idol, as in worshiping this idol, which is exactly what you're going to be doing when you have this in your hands. And you're wondering, what could get Kim Ayers so excited? Well, I'll tell you right now. It is, well, let me backtrack a little bit. We know that the clitoral suction devices are really popular and a lot of people have been making them of all different companies, all different, they do all sorts of things. This one I really like. It's got a nice ergonomic handle to it, which, mm, yeah, you can actually turn the handle around and use that part to do the ins and outs because it is uh, covered in silicone. And then it's got the clitoral suction area. Now, a lot of companies make them and they're, uh, they're okay. This one is fantastic. It's it's pretty amazing. So let's get to it. So it's got a nice curved head that's in a handle and it's got rose gold accents and buttons. There's four buttons on the neck of it and then it continues down to a really nice kind of mm, vaginal stuffing size that yours truly really likes. Anyway, let's go back to the clitoral section part of it got an on off button which is nice it's a top one and that also controls the vibrations so as with many of these products you hold them down for three to five seconds for it to go on so it's not just a quick toggle button so I pressed it on there's a white light that shows that it's on and well let's just run through the vibrations it's six vibrations so there's one two three then it starts going into pattern land here we go. Up, meow, 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 like that. Yes, your pulse is pulsating up here. Pulsating. I think that's a new word. Okay, up, feel it like that. Well, feel it. Yeah, of course you feel it. I mean, if you put your hands on the speakers or something, you probably can, or put your phone on vibrate. That works too. But yeah, so you can hear that there's different vibration patterns. All right, so that's the vibration part. Now, this is the cool thing is you can also add the suction to it. And the suction function is there's quite a few of them. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, it's not just like one function. There's six suction patterns. So you can have like, like that. You can like go through a whole thing. You can just have a solid on. Um, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear the suction part of it. 
But let me tell you this. You, if you like getting hickeys, this can give you a hickey. All right, it's that strong. Okay, yeah, this is it. All right, suctioning. Eat like that. And there's a manual release too. So if it gets too intense, you can just push the button for manual intense. There we go. Okay, so then this is the patterns. Yeah, oh, hear that? Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, so that is, yeah, okay. So I'll admit it's on my arm because if it was at my clitoris, then you wouldn't be able to hear me. So, you know, I'm just kind of using the inside of your arm, also known as your foreskin. Oh, I mean forearm. So that's a really sensitive area that's pretty accessible and you won't get arrested if you test your toys out right there. Mm, yeah. So this is an amazing toy. I just truly, truly love it. It's it's versatile because it's not only, like I said, the clitoral suction thing, but you get great vibrations out of it. The shape is perfect. It's pristine white. Mm. Again, with those rose colored, rose gold colored buttons and a ring around it. The clitoral part is kind of about, mm, I'd say about the size of a quarter. So what's neat about that is you get a lot more than just the clitoris. You get a little bit of the clitoral hood and inner labia and good stuff like that. So it's not just the clit. It gets all around the area that's nice and sensitive, has lots of nerve endings there too. And it also has a white carrying bag with it. Mm-hmm. And of course, the recharging plug. I really love this toy. It's the Idol by Cal Exotics. Hey, guess what? Oh, you know what's happening now. You're going to get a discount code to buy this exact item at grandopening.com. So just enter IDOL, I-D-O-L, at checkout, and you too will get a discount on your very own Cal Exotics Empowered Smart Pleasure Idol toy. Trust me on this one. If you like that clit suck in action, mm -mm, this one is for you. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe. Just hit that little subscribe button and give it a five-star rating on Apple. And be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, partner, your dog. Well, you know, anyone who likes sex, thinks about it, wants to know more, you know, pretty much everybody. So subscribe, sex chat, Kim Ayers. Thanks a lot.